the rugby, the footy, the horses, the golf, the ga. Students, whatever you're a fan of, fuel your passion for sport with a little help from Vodafone X. Switch today and never miss a moment with Sky Sports Mobile TV and 20 gigs of 4G data for just 20 euro top-up, plus 100 minutes of calls and unlimited tax. Now that's more fuel for more fun. Search Vodafone X now. For full terms, conditions and limitations, including our fair usage policy, see Vodafone.ie. Want to welcome you back to the Tip of the Tower podcast. We are back in studio with Richard, Austin, and David, myself. Are ready to talk some Leafs because we were going to talk Blue Jays, but then we realized there's nothing to talk about with the Blue Jays, unfortunately. Pretty good showing at the winter meetings, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the one, what, the one trade they made? They didn't even make that trade at the winter meetings. They made it before no, the winter meetings. No, I'm pretty meetings. sure they got a uh, gift in Gimpe. I completely butchered his name. I'm they sure. got a gift. That's it. They yeah, just got a, a gift. They got a man It wasn't even gift. a good gift. It was just a gift. And then a led Miss Diaz, and that's all that's happened. And then have they done any minor league deals or anything like that? Have they? I no, probably if, not. If they have, it hasn't been worth no. talking about. Anyhow, uh, but the Ra- I will say the Raptors are doing much better than I expected. But Ooh. Um, the Red Sox just signed Mitch Moreland to a two-year contract. I was so. going to say Mitch Moreland. I was like, I think you should <laughs> stop smoking. <laughs> I mean, first of all, Marta Cappy signed. Second of all, the I Red mean, Sox. you've seen him. He only hits for contact. So you really want to give him a contract? Well, no. how much did they sign him for? Uh, it doesn't say. Ken Rosenthal just said it's announced, so it's probably the end of the line for the Eric Cosmer rumors, unless he signed somewhere and I didn't see it. He had a pretty good year in Boston, but yeah. then it's like, yeah, I mean, like, but it was a, sorry. Um, it's definitely it was a not the deal? splash that the Red Sox wanted. Yeah, two-year contract. And I mean, like, a good year for Mitch Moreland is not really a, you know, a st- like, it still wasn't like, I still don't want him on the Jays. No. <laughs> No, it's, and he's like, not gonna. He's he's not he, someone I you, the Jays should be worried. He about. slightly improved on what he did in 2016, but it's still like league average, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, how much does Mitch Marner make on the open market in the MLB? <laughs> okay, well, not much power. Nah. Kind of not speed. much power. I mean, hey, but the Blue Jays will like him. He can get he hits for com- as hashtag I was soft hands. Maybe I, I feel know. like he'd be hey, really good at on the bases. Uh, no, well, you remember nah. when when uh, Brett Laurie and Jose Batista were getting all the guys to do the handshakes? Oh yeah, and the Jays were getting Mitch Martin for would because they were all they <laughs> sucked. But him they and were, Matt, him and Matt Martin would have the. Uh, that, that, have that. I feel like Mitch Marner so, would be the so handshake guy in the room. At the beginning of 2015, like I remember the tweet I had that I pinned was um, them like quote stirring the pot, which was yeah. you know a very Caucasian a Caucasian word of you know like saying like uh, cooking right like yeah the the uh, James Harden thing and people were mad at it because it's like what so do you not want them to have fun like, do you want them to be like Colby Rasmus with like the fear of God in their heart, like playing all the time. Sure, yeah. But those handshakes were great. I don't care. Yeah, they they just. It's bad because they lost a lot. I remember it's once notable piece of shit Reyes. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, like I have to like preface that by saying that, like he's a piece of shit. But uh, I think Batista homered, and Reyes followed him around in the dugout and he acted like he pulled out a wad from his back pocket and pretended to make it rain on Batista and I was like listen I don't care if they lose 120 games I want to be on that team just because they're having fun but yeah, yeah. baseball teams definitely have like fun. anytime someone mentions handshakes it's like I remember that Reyes did that to Batista just <laughs> you know who's yeah. having a great time right now Mitch Marner and the Toronto Maple Leafs oh they're having a t- the time of their lives losing three straight Oh wait, Two. here it is. Here, guys, I just want to show you. I just want to show you. 
That's what Get him. Oh. Get <laughs> him, Jose. Jose has no idea. And he's then doing he that. beat his girlfriend or wife. I forget. Oh, wait, there. I missed it. Yeah. There he is. I saw it. Wait, he's, got the, he's got the bleach blonde hair, too. He's got the bleach blonde hair. Yeah, he had a phase, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> he went through a moment. Oh, he went through many phases, Jose Reyes. Yeah. Including um, not knowing how to ca- stop a ball at shortstop <laughs> and make a play at shortstop. But we won't get there. Uh, yeah, as Austin says, the Leafs are definitely having a time. Losing three straight uh, to the Flyers, to the Wild, to the Red Wings. All three games. The Flyers are barely scraping by Edmonton as well. The Flyers won. That one, you, the, you just watch and you're just like, okay, just hold on. Just like hold it. Hold the lead for a little bit. You're fine. And then, you know, Claude Drew and Couturier were like, nah, man. Man, that was so pretty. That that shot was a nice you shot. You can't even be upset at that as a Leaf no. fan. As a hockey fan, you have to just call it for what it is. That yeah. was a beautiful goal. And then you have the wild game where that might have been mm-hmm. one of the most boring hockey games I've watched this season. When Alex Daylock's the headline, that's an Do issue you remember for the game. that move that? Okay, let's let's bring up the Alex Daylock. That's not. I, I, feel <laughs> like I gotta bring this. Everything up. Everything that was talked about that was just like. Okay, he was. It wasn't even that he was not. He was. He was never part of the plan, and I think who was the one that mentioned it to me? It wasn't even that the Leafs didn't want Alex Daylock. The San Jose Sharks did not want Alex Daylock. Nobody wanted Alex. Like he, like he was a throw-in in a trade. It was right. Steve Dangle that mentioned it. He he said in his video, his stats were terrible. Yeah, I give the guy a lot of credit. This is the one thing about goalies: you can have a bad season, go to the minors, redeem yourself, and then you can become a backup. And I mean, rare cases you become a starter. Yeah, Andrew Hammond is an example of a guy who kind of came out of nowhere. Is now kind of lost his way a little bit. <laughs> he came out of nowhere and then he's back nowhere. <laughs> he's back nowhere. He's he's in Colorado, but they didn't even yeah. want. Want him there. Um, yeah, it, it, it happens. Look, Alex, it was a great moment, I guess, if you want to call it that. Yeah. A guy who shut out the team that didn't want him. It's a great headline. It's Oh, it, de- it made for a lot of great headlines and interviews and stuff, but um, people he, should stop going, oh, they got shut out by Alex. You can get shut out by any goalie on any night. See, he's... he's a goalie can a, get hot on one night. Yeah. Ask Canada when, when he used to play in the Olympics, and they and almost the, got shut out by Lafia. They yeah. got Christian shut up by Switzerland, but I mean, like that. Yeah, was... had what sixty shots on that. The guy was dehydrated. Yeah. He almost couldn't make the finish the rest of the game. That's how no, much. He almost passed out in the middle of the game. Yeah, I remember that. Um, Stalock's had a pretty good season, all things considered. I mean, he's got the one shutout now against the Leafs. Um, he's five and five with one OT loss, two sixty nine goals against nine seventeen save percentage. So I mean. He's what you want out of a backup, basically. He's playing yeah. behind Dubnik, and he's going to play a lot more because Dubnik's injured, I believe, yes, he's at the injured. moment. Yeah. Um, so his stats are going to come back to earth. They will, so definitely. He, he'll probably get back to like a 9, 9-10. 9-10 is about average. Yeah, so, I mean, it is what it is. But l- let's talk about the Leafs right now. Yep. Uh, a lot has been said about Leo Komarov the last, <laughs> i say, few days. Now, I will say... A, it's warranted, yep. but the reason. But when a team is on a losing streak like the Leafs are right now, one thing always gets magnified, and that's what an, what annoys me. Everybody's talking about Leo Komarov and putting pretty much as much of the burden on. It's not Leo Komarov's fault yep. that Babcock is deploying him 19 minutes a night. Let's yep. let's start with that. 
it is also not Leo Carmel's fault when he's given power play time, which usually could be three lead. minutes on the power play. Oh my so, goodness, he has one yeah. shot in his last five games. Oh, <laughs> oh it gets worse. <laughs> like I don't think like, like, you don't look, I, and well, but at the same oh, time, yeah. if you're Leo Komarov and you're being given all this opportunity, and you're a free agent and you're not making the most of it, take the op. Like if he scores, what like. You have to show that you're worthy 10, of some goals. of these yeah. opportunity. That's all you're asking of Leo, 10, 15 goals at that salary. That That's a good yeah. season. That's what Matt Martin is expected. Ten, If you can get 10 goals, if we'll Matt be, Martin gets we'll, 10 goals, we're gonna Jesus. Throw, we're going to throw a parade just for that. Matt Martin already has eight points. So we're at the point in the season or in the slump where we're, we're comparing Matt Martin to Leo Com. <laughs> we're hoping <laughs> exactly. Comrade has. I mean, he's, like, he's, he's considered the dog days of the, yeah. N- the NHL you know summer, what? Let's just, or season. Blow it all up and talk about the draft again. I missed I miss those days. Oh. Matt Martin's so who would got you nine take points. fifth overall, guys? Right? Uh, Matt Martin has nine points. And Leo season. has seven, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I did Matt one, point, one point at even strength. After after the Detroit game, I told you I was going to write something about – I was originally going to write it about Carrot because he's in – I called it the purgatory of the he's Leafs box. Yeah. He's, well, now he's, he's not. He's, he's not back anymore. He's – he has risen. Guess who's back? He has yeah, he's <laughs> playing top four. He's uh, with Zaitsev out. He's playing top four now yeah. with uh, with Gardner. Now, at least in practice. I, um, I but, think that should have been the bigger story because when yeah. when you have a guy like Austin Matthews not in the lineup, you can't just expect things to stay the same. As Ty, I think it was Bozak that that mentioned it, people were starting to say it was like a, him for being a copo. He was just being bluntly honest. Yep. Teams play the Leafs differently when Matthews is not in the lineup. Wait, so you're telling me that you change your game plan based on the best player not being on a team, in the lineup? Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Apparently, there was yeah. take. There was a quote that uh, I think Babcock said this morning. Like, of course, nobody is stepping up because you just don't replace a guy like Austin Matthews like that, right? Like a top ten player in the league, and it's like. Would yeah. you expect someone to just be like, oh, yeah, don't worry, but, guys, I'll do it. I'll score in a 40-goal pace. Just. But then people are like, well, playing Leo Komarov that, as much as he has, it doesn't help. Playing William Nylander 13 minutes. Like, this is, I think, the issue is people are having with – they see Komarov's numbers, then they see William Nylander's numbers. But it's not like William Nylander is shaking uh, boots when he's on the ice. Like, people I, – I find that he's not having that same – Amount of confidence and swagger he did when he first start, when he was when they started the season, when he was when him and Matthews were together at the start of the season, we all said there was no way that line should ever be broken up. Even with Matthews in the lineup, it's been broken up. There's only one member of that line that should not be on that line, and I don't need to say his name. Well, I don't get why people don't like Zach Hyman that much. I mean, because you I know don't why. Like it's Zach because Hyman. as a top okay. line player, do you agree that Zach Hyman is a top six player? No, I don't agree with that. I, don't. I think I think he's a third line player. I'd love him on a third line, but this is the difference. I, I okay, you can be a, you can be that grinding good four checking player, but you can also chip in offensively. How many how many points does Zach Hyman have this season? Hyman has sixteen points this season, so he's at a good pace. He's it's got not six, a fast pace. Six goals already. See the but thing if you, he but does I also is that he'll fight any. Uh, so the goal, and this is what I always. Um, talk about with uh, Zach Hyman is that, I mean, as the worst player on a line, he's fine, right? Like, it's yes. like oh, yeah. if if this was the Le- if this was the Leafs like two seasons ago, like he's not a, a, like a first line player, right? But let's say he's playing with Matthews and uh, Nylander, like it's fine because he does like all the dirty work, and I know that it's a cliche, but 
Uh, going back to the Washington series, uh, in game three, I believe, yeah. uh, the Leafs were down a 3-2. There's a dump in, and Hyman uh, chases it down. He's he's working against uh, two Capitals uh, defenders. He frees the puck from Matthews, who throws it out front to a Nylander, and he scores. Mm-hmm. That's that the definition of like what that line does, right? Matthews is a two-way player. Hyman is just a grinder on that line that knows that like has decent senses where he knows everyone is. He knows yeah. where everyone is. I think he leads the Leafs at pucks back to the point, which I don't think is the greatest stat, but it still shows exactly what. Like, he'll yeah. he'll get yeah. you time and space, and then he'll throw it back to someone. It's not like he's like a Roman Polak on, he, on the he's like a, He has a purpose, but I, th- I think the book's out on Zach Hyman with Austin Matthews. But you I mean, know, like, even if you know the book, it's like he'll still take the puck away absolutely, from Absolutely, right? but yeah. the issue I have with Hyman is, yes, he has more points, and I think he's, what, four goals off of his total from last year. He had 10 or 11-ish goals uh, last year. I have the stats in front of me. He had... What, what I've been looking at the last couple games, especially when he's playing with Matthews, is he gets that puck in a high-danger situation, and he force-feeds Matthews. No matter how many people are on Matthews, yeah, he, has he just throws a pass right at Matthews, well, I mean, and when, defenders are sitting on it. If... And I mean, like, it's the the, great well, the problem here is like if he decides to not, you know, a feed Matthews or Nylander, Nylander, then the problem becomes Zach Hyman thinks he's a first line player now. Oh, I feel like mm-hmm. his job is to feed Matthews, and and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. But he still knows like it's either he's feeding Matthews or he's he's putting it back, you know, to Gardner or Riley or blah blah yeah. blah, right? Just yeah. to. And that's why, I, like, I don't like as a third player. Okay, so let's just say when playoff time comes, if Matthews is healthy, which is terrifying to say, like, if he's healthy come playoff time. But again, yeah. we don't like we no, don't know. We, what, the, we have no idea. Yeah, so we'll get this, to that in a second. Just possible? assuming that like the entire team is healthy, Nylander will be with Matthews, right? If you, he's you the, would hope. if he's the he, third best player on that line, yeah. I still love the line because he's a guy that will grind out like, and like. If things aren't going well, he'll crash and bang on the fortune. Like, he's he's not overpaid. He's not like I get that he doesn't really have the hands that like the other guys do, mm-hmm. but it's not like he's like Polak where it's like every time the puck's on his stick, you're terrified, right? Like he knows what to do most of the time. You get a he word may, or two in about yeah, Polak later. Like yeah. he he may try to feed Matthews a bit too much, but it's like his job is to create opportunities, not to yeah. really execute well, them. Well, but that's this is a problem now is the Leafs are not generating those opportunities. It's, it's all just dump and chase, which is the problem. Uh, Bab- Babcock's taken. Well, then, if it's all just a dump and chase, then I then that, then like that's not his problem because he does that well. It's like no, there is more of a fundamental yeah. problem there, and I, I I I honestly say that this is like the stuff that we've seen the past a few weeks. I don't think it means that a Babcock is a bad a bad coach. I think no. he just knows where he is in the standings. I know he I think he knows who's chasing him, and he's just trying to work out some kinks. You know. Uh, put Nylander on the fourth line, see if he can create opportunities himself. I don't like how, that he's only playing like 10, 12 minutes a game when Matthews is in. But, I mean, uh, come playoff time, right? Like when these games actually start to be uh, magnified, I feel like it'll all be much better than like this slow like uh, dump and chase crop that we've been seeing. I mean, he's just – I understand the frustration with the fans because oh yeah of course well I mean like you, you don't ever want to see your team go from like the high flying well, well they I, I, what the first half the first quarter of the season they were like far and away ahead in goals per game and now Babcock's taken the most exciting offense and one of the fastest offenses in the league and teams in the league 
and just slowed them down to a really terrible pace as to where they're not they don't even look dangerous once they enter the zone like I was pretty convinced from the Detroit and Minnesota games that they were not going to score which is a crap feeling to have as a fan when your team enters the zone you should not be thinking oh this is going the other way they are not going to convert here and they've missed the net a lot too which I've noticed there's been a lot of Nylander especially he goes for that there was a shot against the uh the wings, I believe, and it was still yeah. a one-goal game, and he just walked in and just yes. put it over the net, and it was like that's a D-liner shot some that usually them, goes in off the bar. Yeah, some of them, are, some of them, I feel like they're trying for that perfect spot, yeah. and that's also, it. I feel like the issue is you're trying to be a little too perfect. I mean, well, it's a young team, right? So like, yeah. you hear, like you, you hear the like whole, you hear the whole squeezing the sticks. Yeah, okay, they're not, they're they're overcompensating for the fact that they're not getting the offense, so they're trying. I think. A, Look, you can simplify the game, but then it comes to the point where it comes a little bit too easy to defend. I think the Leafs right now are a little too easy to defend because, look, dump and chase was something that works for a team like, let's say, L.A., those guys who have, like, the bigger body. They, they beat you into the ground. Exactly. Like, and Minnesota's like that, too. Yep. They have a lot of big bodies. They have Niederreiter. They've got Stahl. They've well, got what Coyle. happened, I think it was the, the Ennis goal. Yeah, they got completely outworked behind the net, and was that one Riley just like yeah kicked it back for no reason? Like everyone was oh, shouting yeah. real. Uh, see, I mean that that play. I feel like see, I feel like people are are overreacting, overreacting, but because the entire team right now looks like crap, they're just all going through a slump at the same time, are. and then it's the par- like usually if okay, if you're having a hard time even at even strength, getting chances. Yeah. The power play should should be the, the power play hasn't up. been anything. But the power play hasn't been anything exactly. Yeah. They don't. They. I always said the the Leafs kind of lack of the Matthews that true sniper. Like you look at all the teams, like you know, yeah. on the power play, that's. The I one. feel like, and like that's why I still like people are talking about like you trade Nila. It's like I feel like he will become you. You know, there was one against the Flyers last year where it's like. He walked in from the circle and just, you know, put it top shelf. Mm-hmm. I feel like he he's really snake bitten right now, and it just and there are cha- like there he's getting some actual chances, and it's like he can't bury it for whatever reason. Is it, um, but I mean, you know, like again, they're in a great spot in the standings. I mean, if this doesn't go too far, they're still like who scares you? There's there's still I think the, five or six points up on Boston. The yeah, Habs, the Bruins, well like. Ahead. No, the Habs, you? If you ever, if you watch that outdoor game on Saturday, the Habs looked like that game was dreadful. Yeah, but the yeah. But like the puck was bouncing so like I took the I mean, over. that ice looked terrible, but at the same time, it's they the Montreal gave me no reason to think they were gonna score a goal in that game. You should not be getting blanked by Ottawa, especially the way they're playing recently. Uh, the only thing I would say about that is Anderson. If Craig Anderson is on his game, there is very hard to. Because they just suffocate you on yeah. defense. They're so boring. Sorry, Suns fans. I've, your team plays a very boring style so of hockey. When I went to that game um, in um, in Ottawa, they tried doing that when they went up about three nothing, and then that's how the Leafs got back. Step back in, well, but like Anderson hasn't been himself all year, and it's like, who else on that team really, you know, can be a star other than maybe Stone, Carlson, Hoffman. Yeah, Hoff. I was gonna say Hoffman is a guy that's you know been snake bin. Oh, and uh, Duchesne oh, is supposed. Duchesne. To be. Oh, you talk about snake bin. Duchesne has been. Man. 
I mean, he's he's all he's all over the net, and it's like they just aren't like he's he he's had, not getting he should have scored one on Saturday against yeah. Montreal. He had a great chance in the outdoor game. So I mean, but obviously the the I headlines are not Ottawa on the ice right now; they're Ottawa off the ice. Exactly. And as well, what a what's piece of on. shit move by Eugene Melnick. What a oh, like if I'm a does Senators it surprise fan, you at all? It's like he's it doesn't like, surprise me. I, I hate his team so like more than anything else sports wise I hate senators and the friends but he acts like you guys always have to be grateful for me and if you don't I'll take away your toy like he he talking about moving and it's like you shouldn't be like I get that there are attendance problems and like they aren't going out to watch their team and the arena is like 20 minutes away and this and that but it's like he also is part of the problem in Ottawa yeah. like he has to sell, get somebody else in, and then go, all right, we'll look at what we have. We'll sign Carlton, Carlson to an extension first and foremost, and then we'll deal with everything else. But You know Eugene's not I mean, signing Carlson. Well, you look at – I mean, that's I don't want to spend me. too much time talking about Ottawa, but I'll say this. You look at what Montreal did with Carey Price. When they signed Carey Price to that contract, they pretty much put a, a time on themselves to say, um, you're, we have to get better – because uh, Carey Price is not going to be able to play as well as he yeah, can I mean, for the whole contract. That's why I don't know why they signed him to a, was it eight year deal? Yeah, and eight year eighty million dollars. He's like, like twenty eight, twenty nine, right? I always say 30. it's. I always say you should never give a goalie. No, he's more thirty. Than, he's thirty years old. You should never give a goalie more than five years, it's, especially unless they're like. A guy like Bobrovsky, who's a young goalie, and he's yeah, like if the guy's like twenty four, yeah, okay, like, lock him up. You just you lock him up. But like, then Sergei it's like Bobrovsky, if it's, you lock a guy like that up. If it's Carey Price, and it's like our team is fundamentally flawed, you trade him. You see what you can get for him. I'm not yeah. like I'm not trying and to I, like and you that's know like what hot I think, take. I think that's the situation Ottawa's in right now. They have a couple good pieces, but nothing that's going to take them over the top. But I feel like I mean when when they traded for Fanuf, I found it funny because they. They because they took on all the money, but it was like, all right, now, f- like he's they felt he's like they had right the foundation, there, right? And I I think that they were on. I still think that they're onto something. It's more like you have to get Melnick out of there. I would maybe say either trade Carlson and s- well because like the, the, they have a few great young pieces, yes, right? They do. Like Shabbat is a guy yeah, that can right? eventually and step Tom, in. Thomas Shabbat um, could be a top four defense. Fermentin, who's yeah. playing for a Team Canada, right now. is good too, right? So it's like they have that core, right? That, And if they don't want to trade Carlson, they have to do well at the draft, but I still think that there's like no. a semblance of something that's... There's not a solution. Like Carlson has to be dealt they, with They have so many now. nice pieces. I think, I think by the draft, if he's not moved, Ottawa's kind of signaled that they're either gonna just play it out and hope he stays, or I, I feel like you, you can. It's hard to trade a guy like Eric Carlson during the season. Oh, absolutely. So you well, have to trade. If you're, you're not trading him, you gotta move at the, in the, at the, in the regular season. No, but I mean, I don't think that they're that far away. I, I feel like the goalie situation will be hard because Anderson's getting old. He's got another year, I think, on that deal. They've got thirty nine right forwards, now. but like, if it wasn't for like that damn a uh, Bobby Ryan uh, contract and the Funuf contract. Well, that's, could be that's, like, that's the know. problem, though, is they, they've invested in the wrong pieces. It's, it's like what the Leafs, said, Leafs did, though. It, I, I mean, mean kind of, the Leafs kind of did that to it's, them. It's a lot of short-term thinking, I think, from the Suns. Because yeah. Phaneuf, you know, they thought they were going on I, a run. I, they got I a piece to play with Carlson. The, this is what I loved about the, the Phaneuf deal from like a Leafs uh, standpoint was no money retained. No. 
if they got the Leafs to to like you know like help, the Leafs are retaining money on Phil Castle. But you're not. Re- but you didn't get any money retained on for enough. Like that. That was. Yeah. Like I would have brought that I, I up think, and said. Well, the thing was the Leafs didn't really take that much salary back from Pittsburgh. Did the um, Leafs originally think, from what I heard, was they wanted to take like a Rob Scuderi contract and say, we'll take that off your hands, give you the cap space. But then the Pens also realized that means we're ha- we're on the hook for $8 million a season, which, okay, for a guy like Kessel, that's a lot. But Some teams can manage that, but Pittsburgh could manage that. I mean, 6.2 so, is a lot better than 8. When you, but when then you look like, at the Ryan contract, though, it's... Well, look at the return for Kessel. Like that, like that seemed fairish, but then... Like, well, because he's a guy that was putting up numbers, and yeah. he didn't yeah. he didn't show that he was regressing. Like Finosov game was regressing. Yeah, and that's why I don't understand why the Senators said, you know, like we'll take on the entire thing, or maybe the Leafs were like, it's either you want this, either you want this defenseman or you don't. But just from like a talent standpoint, I know that Finosov isn't who he was, but I like that trade for Ottawa. But then it's like you know that was it when they held Cowan, well because they because Finosov wasn't going to be the number one guy like he was here. No. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he won't be the number one anywhere because, but no, but and like I feel like the, that's why the Leafs fans hated him so much because it was like they thought he was that number one guy and he was never. Well, going because to be Leafs that fans guy. and I and it was the same thing when a first trade was first made for Funuf, you looked at what he was in Calgary, but then he signed he, his kind of his game kind of slowed down. That hard hitting style of his just didn't fit the mold of this game anymore. He wasn't putting in the numbers offensively like he was before. The shot was like all over the place. Then. Yeah, it was the erratic. best defensive partner and I ever so had was Mike Koska. And what was funny was that, like, beliefs, yeah. at the time, you know, they the, the Senators wanted to, you know, not have a Jared Cowan anymore. Yeah. And then when their defense started to look decent, then Cody Cece just became He's like been, a tire. He was fire. supposed to be a huge player for them when yep. they drafted him. They were and so excited for him. Now it's like he he's. He's just as bad, if not worse, than Cowan. So I mean, like that's part of the reason wow. why the centers. And then Bobby Ryan, and you know, I, but Bobby Ryan is basically like a move they made. That's a, I mean, that was a point of need they needed at the time. They didn't know what they had in Mark Stone when they got him. I mean, Mike Hoffman, I believe, was still in the age. How do we get to talking about the centers? I'm sorry. I mean, they're the, they're the headline this week. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, unfo- it's but at the same time, it's like for Toronto. What are you going to talk about? I, the one thing I wanted to talk about. Roman Polak's a terrible defenseman. We because, know that because this is a Leafs podcast. This is not a Ottawa podcast. They should just get somebody. Well, in if, Ottawa you, if we want to, if we want to gap the bridge between Toronto and Ottawa, I mean, you talked earlier, and I guess it, it leans towards what Komarov. You can't get angry at Komarov for being played 19 minutes a game, and I believe uh, Steve Dangle did bring this up in his last podcast. I'm sure if you ask Komarov if he thinks he deserves those points, he'd say no. Or those minutes, excuse me. He has seven I don't think points. anyone worth their – nobody would ask him, hey, do you deserve to be – No, <laughs> no well, nobody you know, would ask so, him Actually, somebody, somebody me – I guarantee there would be a reporter. That's like – I'm, like, I'm not going to say his name, but like that's like a, a certain – Dave Chuck. Yep. So do you <laughs> we'll feel like, you. you know, your coach – I can say, I can say like, it. I there know. are just some questions you there's, don't there's ask. A couple, there's a couple of writers I know that would ask those questions. Even yeah. ask Babcock those questions. So um, No, but I feel like if you ask – Other person from the Toronto Star, I'm not going to say know. Like, I name. feel like it's 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 fine to ask the coach, like, hey, so, you know, like, you're making these decisions. Do you feel like you're playing Komarov too much? But I feel like if you, like, if you go to Komarov and say, hey, 
do you deserve this trust? That this well, okay, but that's a little. Di- you got to yeah. rephrase the question. That's in a more way of a that hypothetical. I don't think I'm. You can't. Don't you can't phrase it in a way that makes like you're putting the the it all on him. Yeah, like, but that, no, it's not his I fault. I feel like you know, like asking about like you know, like do you feel like you play too much is like a way of saying you know, like we know that you don't deserve it, but like <laughs> like, like even if you know that you, the Listen, player doesn't you suck deserve right it, now. Like, yeah, it's. But it's not even like he sucks right now. It's it's been the whole season he's played like yep. this, but because the Leafs were scoring and everything was going well, didn't really notice it. Yeah, the success covers up the fact that yeah. some players are just not playing up to what their level and, is. And look, when Anderson's not able to stop forty something shots a game, how how big of a pickle would the Leafs be in right now if they had October Anderson in that? They would be in a serious pickle. They would be fighting speaking for that third spot. Speaking of October Anderson, yes. Speaking <laughs> of. The thing that I don't like about the way that hockey is talked about in this bubble. I was going to say, in this room. <laughs> in this bubble is so annoying. Like, Anderson was good last year. Yep. He but was then good. he has like 10 bad games, and it was like, time to find the next goal. And he's like, are you. First of all, he signed a, a five year deal. There's no next goalie yet. No. I, then, I think the next goalie since, is two years away. It, I no, I feel like we, we might have our next goalie right now. It's like. Yep. Because well, the way he's... Wait, wait. Who do you think that next goalie is? Anderson. Okay, I was saying, if we're talking... The five years doesn't mean he's going to be the starting goalie for five, all five years. No, but I mean, he has a five-year deal. And he has a five-year deal, yes. He won't be getting benched in year two because... No, he definitely will not. But I, and he, not until he's I think been year good. You know, four like, five. You take away the two stupid slow starts, and he's been above average. Yep. Way above, I I think he's been. Like, I think he's like a top ten goal in and, the league with the, the way he plays, other than October. And the way he can control, like that overtime against, I think it was the Flames. Like he was out challenging shots. Like, yep. Like they had a power play, and at no point did he, you think we're screwed. All, because all of the overtimes recently that they've played, Anderson's made two or three big saves yeah. per overtime that have bailed them out and allowed them to. Yeah. So I mean, like it's it's great that we're finally hot, but then it's like as soon as he starts to struggle again, it's like uh oh, like it must suck to be a goalie. It was Toronto. at the start of last year. It's uh, just because it's a goal. It's not just here. You look at if I look at if you look at teams around the league that have had our, so many struggles, and a lot of it's because of their goaltending. I look at a team like Philadelphia. People are saying, "What the heck's wrong with Philly?" I said, they don't have a good goalie. They haven't had that guy for a while. So Brian Elliott isn't the answer. I mean, if you bring in St. Louis, Brian Elliott. I can't believe that he beat the Leafs mm-hmm. twice this year. Yeah. Well. Uh, one, he shouldn't. I, that one, that first one was. Wait, twice? Well, the one in Toronto. Yeah. Oh, they played the Flyers, right? They played the Flyers in Toronto. Well, that was the one like they lost. Philly. It was a Saturday night. That was the bad. Yeah, that was Anderson's show. last bad, well, terrible game. And then he, he played well twice. Ter- and I've seen worse from Anderson. That was, like, not a good start from but, him. But, you know, I don't think. The defense was that bad in that game, but they was like, like he allowed. There were some, there were some missed calls in that game too. That like one that I think like a trip on Cadger thing that led to a Flyers goal. So Philly, Philly didn't dominate. No, because they, were, of, they didn't win because of goaltending in both games. I don't think it was more of the Leafs kind of shot themselves in the foot. But I mean, look, if you look at the team, like look, Winnipeg is probably the perfect example of a team that just needed a goalie. Connor Hellebuck, I I said it would just give him time. <laughs> I Steve Mason. Steve, I don't know what that Steve Mason deal was all about. <laughs> yeah, let's bring in Steve Mason to challenge Connor Hellebuck. That why, was don't, why don't you just roll the dice with Connor Hellebuck and have, I don't know, Michael Hutchison take a chance on him as a yeah, goalie, see if he you, can grow. Eric Comrie would have been fine. Yeah, exactly. But they put. The, uh, Forgot about Comrie. Exactly. Um, one thing I want to bring up the Leafs though. Okay. Well, you know that goaltending is not the issue. 
I and people and McElhaney, I think his last two games have been including myself. Like I was like, all right, like he's not one of the like he's a lower tier backup, but then like the past what the four five starts has like that has earned him. Yeah, to stay he here. Doesn't, he doesn't need to steal you like, games. He just needs to keep. You no, in the well game. now, yeah. well now it's like this is his. Jo- he stole I mean, that game against the, the Oilers. The backup so. job is now his job. No, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Po- his no, post yes, he, a big- he, okay, but hold on. People always say, "Oh, he got lucky because of the post." That's what the post is. <laughs> if you hit the post, that means your shot wasn't good enough. No offense. I'm sorry. I, I'm just. I once had a goalie tell mark. me, "He's like, when you hit the post, you don't beat the goalie." And even though, like, it's like, all right, like, it could be. Yeah, I got like, past like, the goalie, but that's all you need. It. Like, he had seven posts. You, 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 you just didn't put, it, you didn't hey, put any in. But right? then, but then, what do we? The, the same thing happens to Leafs sometimes. Where if you hit the post, we say, I, I really don't say the the goalie's got lucky. Oh, the shot just didn't go in the right spot. I, I usually don't say. I, I know. I mean, I have never. I've played like street hockey goalie. So yeah, now like I like, like I've played the game. Yeah, <laughs> I've played the game, guys. But no, it's, I tend to side with the goalies on that because the goalies are a weird like type of breed. Like they're just you don't want to get in an argument like, with a goaltender. All right, if they're saying that like they'll give you everything, no, they'll take away everything but the post. I believe them now. It's like yeah, like and I mean the way that he played that it wasn't like he got lucky. It was like he he there were a lot of like like even on like the was breakaway. he in a position where he was totally beat and then the post bailed no, he, him out? He played. He played well. He was in I position. Mean, I would I would say that he got lucky if the Oilers were open enough and had like five empty nets and completely like whiffed on them. Yeah. That's getting lucky, but like he yeah. that was a solid effort. Like he's played well all year. Like yep. we were at the point this year where like, you know, Sparks like every time he Everyone's way everyone's like, been calling for Sparks It's and like Picker. now it's like the past like his like all of his starts except maybe the one against the Kings. The Kings, but that good. was yeah, but that was just defense. the Leafs. Yeah, no, that all was like were bad. Yeah, and they were an absolute dumpster fire. The one against the Caps wasn't that great, but then the other starts, like it's like it's not just yeah. he played well enough. It's like he played good. Like those were actually good, actually good starts. Yeah, you got you got st- stable goaltending. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, would would Sparks and Pickard be better options? I think so, but they're also playing those who are playing regular games. Versus, if they were behind Anderson, yeah, I don't, I don't think the the situation changes. Where now you can afford to give Anderson, like, oh, we don't have to have Anderson in tonight because now we can play Sparks. It's not going to work that way. A starting goaltender wants to play, right? Uh, and that's, I think that's the mentality they want to give Anderson is this is your net. We're not just going to willy nilly give. Sparks and Pickard, their chance because we just want to play the young guy. That's that's not what they brought in. I'd rather for. have Garrett Sparks in the minors, honestly. Because yeah, I would like, I would rather have them both in the minors because they would they get the pl- as I said they get well, to yeah, play. Yeah, when as is McElhaney getting to play? It's They're only not, on the back to backs. It's only on the back to backs. So what's the point of having your younger goal? You'd only need these goalies, honestly, is if Anderson gets hurt. Yeah, like knock on wood, he doesn't get hurt. I, ho- I hope that's real wood. It is real wood. It's real yeah. mahogany. I, t- I took the wood part. Um, yeah, so that's, I mean, the I, it's, goaltending has not been the issue. One thing I wanted to bring up, and I remember because I was listening to Good Show and oh, Doug Lee Sauer. and Ben. Um, they had Doug McClain on. Yep. He doesn't come on too often, but he was. Uh, he was, I, I was listening to that as well. 
and they said, "What what do you see as the issue for the Leafs?" And he did. He said, "What well, the issue with the Leafs' defense is that they're trying to play that style of when they get a lead to sit back, but they don't have. It's not that they don't have the right system to do that. They don't have the right personnel in the system to do that." And then he says if they could interchange a couple of defensemen. <laughs> and I kind of chuckled. I was like, come on, Doug. Just say who it is. But he doesn't want to – but I, I think he didn't want to start a um, – He doesn't want to start a, a uproar. Plus. Yeah, he didn't want to have, like, you know, someone write an article saying, Doug McClain thinks Jake Gardner should be traded. He doesn't want to start there's that. A, there's a lot of people that think Jake Gardner should be in the press box. Jake Gardner. Okay. not happen. What was the argument for – you know, Jake Gardner being the best defenseman on the Leafs last year. What was the argument? He was their best-looking defenseman. He was their best-looking defenseman and best possession oh, yeah. number yeah. defenseman. Look now, he is not the best possession defenseman. Oh, yeah, he's – I'm well, – The book is on Jake Gardner now is that you have him into his own zone, he can't get the puck out. I, there are times I've seen him skate the puck, and he's looking up ice for play, and he's like – He's extremely. It's like it's like the there's air too. in the head. Like he doesn't know what <laughs> what goes where. He has like the Windows and, error and screen pops up. I think I think that's also a thing of the, the the Leafs are struggling. Jake is trying to do too much. Hmm. Zaitsev was another one. I didn't agree with that pairing. I never had agreed with that pairing because I I think like Zaitsev is not a possession. Like he's already had to play so much on the penalty kill. Babysitting Jake Gardner defensively is another task on its own. They need a second Ron Hainsey. Just they do. Gardner. But Ron Hainsey is the perfect person because he's a guy that knows how to play a system. He's played in a system like Carolina and the Leaf system defensively are pretty similar. And he's said that before. And that's why he's been able to play that stable. I mean, a lot of people when Ron Hainsey came yeah. in, like they were expecting a bigger name, either trade or free agency. And then it's sort of like, oh, Ron Hainsey, really? 37, 38-year-old defenseman? Who's really complaining at this point about Ron Hainsey? I mean, uh, five on five, he's been... I, I, he I and Morgan Riley have was, been fantastic like, this year. He's, he's been putting up a ton of points um, at, at five on five. And yeah. like, you know, he had uh, was it nine, nine assists through 17 games or something yeah, like that. Like He had a very good start to the season. The thing that uh, with Ron Hainsey is he's exactly what everyone billed him to be. He's the guy that stepped in and been that calm presence that has allowed Morgan Riley to be what every Leaf fan thought he would be when they drafted him, which is the offensive presence. A couple weeks yeah. back, he was third in defensive scoring in the entire league. Yeah, he's kind of slowed down a bit since yep. then. Um, I forget who mentioned it on Sportsnet 590, but they uh, – it might have been Luke Fox. Um, anyhow – the thing with Morgan Riley that uh, he told the media is that he's eliminated his slap shot. Yeah, I, I, I don't agree with a defensive saying that. That's just you're telling other teams, don't expect a slap shot from me. He didn't necessarily have a giant. Like, he's not a guy that has a no, huge shot. But at the but, same time, you don't want to have a team know that you're not going to wind it up maybe don't if they try to block your shot. Maybe yeah. don't completely phase it out of your game. Like, I know Cody Franzen, when he was at the Leafs, he was the slap, half, half slap. slap. Yeah, yeah the half, half clapper. And it's, half it doesn't clapper. take time to wind up, but you just get a quick. Yeah, in on net, and it has a lot more power than your regular wrist shot. Maybe he goes back to that, but at this point, Mitch Marner is taking more slap shots per game than Morgan Riley, which is yeah. odd as well. 
Um, Mitch Marner needs to get rid of that slap shot because he doesn't even hit the net with that thing. No, he I, needs I, he needs I, a half clapper. No, but I I feel like what Marner does with that uh, slap shot is uh, he tries to get chances because he knows that like he's not gonna like like uh, offense send a pass to Tyler Bozak this season. He'll <laughs> like he'll shoot it low and try to get those mm-hmm. like those like uh, garbage goals right just to yep. you know like it's to a, have it, a guy it's like a slump buster that yeah, shot right so just like that half clapper. But because I know, like, like, he knows that it's not, like, that, like, Shea Weber shot, right? Yep. But, like, he'll still try to, like, uh, get chances with it, I guess. The one thing I'll bring up uh, with the whole Jake Gardner thing I was talking about is that last season, so I, there's a website, uh, the name is uh, skipping my mind right now, but you can look at how much players play with each other, a percentage of, like, their ice time. Oh, it's um, Dauber. Dauber? Dauber Hockey. They do a lime combination. So Jake last season played about 20, just over 20% of his time, five on five with Zaitsev. Yep. Who did he play the most with last season? Connor Carrick. It was Connor Carrick. Yep. And Morgan Raleigh was with Zaitsev, and then, I mean, because the Leafs didn't have Hainsey last season. Yeah. I wonder if it works out with that when with Zaitsev out, if Connor Carrick and Jake Gardner can be that possession type, because Connor Carrick he may not be the bruising defenseman, but he's an efficient puck moving defenseman. Who is who is surprised in here? If any, either of you are surprised that Connor Carrick's even in the lineup for the line rushes after Zaitsev's injured? I because he'd, the, he'd the thing to... I focused on with that um, with that article I wrote about Babcock's use of him was a quote from Luke Fox, which basically said. Carrick is not a Babcock guy. It's been made clear, and I don't—he doesn't even know how Connor Carrick can make it back in the lineup. I well, agree with injury, him. Injuries is yeah, but like, this yeah. is a chance now, right? Like yeah. It's, but this it, didn't account for injury, obviously, because nobody knew Zaitsev would be out. Yeah. They knew he was—he blocked that shot and was hobbling, but he played the rest of the game. I, I say Carrick did enough to earn himself to play in the playoffs last season. He's done enough to be in the Leafs lineup Yeah, at least three-quarters of the games. So maybe now— this is this is his chance. Yep. It we said I think it was last season. Levo had something similar where he so, had the what was it nine points in eleven games or something. That that, that, that stretch that that, stretch, yeah. that made the least. Feels. Okay, he can still be effective. He can hang. He can hang with. He's got that everyone. really good. Um, uh, what was it low blocker side? I don't know. Low glove side wrist shot. Where he sort of brings he, it. He brings it out a little bit onto his forehand and just snaps it. Low he low. has a good shot. Yep. Um, I think a guy like him should be on the cadre line. I think a guy like Kasperi Kapanen should be in the Leafs lineup every okay. single effing night. I just searched this up. Yeah, oh, no. this was like a bit late. Uh, so Are you still on the Senators? No. Okay. So I'm um, Ron Hainsey. <laughs> yes. Sixth in the league, um, defenseman, uh, with 14 even strength points. That's, Among defendermen? Yeah, that's so. The leader is um, Jonathan. Um, uh, Klingberg, and then just Petrangelo, Letty, Muzzin, Dowdy, and then Hainsey. This is where this is my issue with name. that whole how many they've scored at even strength. You look at those le- those guys there. How many of those guys are notable defensemen that you would say, oh yeah, there's a Vesna. Oh sorry, Vesna, a Norse Trophy guy right there. Only one that's is Dowdy and Petrangelo. Klingberg though is a good offensive defenseman. Yeah, but. Yeah, the thing is, like, I don't, I don't try to look at what a defensive does offensively. Yeah. That, that's not how he should be judged. Yeah, is it encouraging that he's getting assists? 
or points, how many of those are primary assists? Not maybe yeah. he's just p- dumping the puck down to a winger and then they feed somebody else. Like he, a lot early, he was throwing pucks on net and they were going in for rebounds. So I'm assuming there's he's got I, a I think that's, of primary. I think that's one way the Leafs need to start generating more offenses. That's one way I think Zach Hyman can be used better with the Leafs instead of being in the corners. Like, yeah, if you look in at his time the with net. the Toronto Marlies, he was extremely efficient at finding pucks in the crease and burying them. That's what he was very. Yeah, no, I think all the, of his goals were ugly goals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I mean, like I love the fact that like he's a super like ugly player because it's like he's not scoring coming out from behind. Hey, he, he's hey, got to be park, he has a, he park has his a family, ass in front. You know? He also looks ugly. like. Um, he, he also looks like a mix of uh, Troy Tulowitzki and a Rob Gronkowski, so that kind of <laughs> makes me dislike him a little. <laughs> you put some thought into that. No, like every time I see him, it's like that's Troy and Rob. That's their child. Yeah, yeah, a pretty skilled athlete. Richard is gonna make his way back to Brampton, so yeah, we're saying bye to Richard. Did you Any go last thoughts? Did you go, Richard, did you go to Scarborough you go? yesterday, Richard? I saw you tweeting about that. <laughs> No, I actually went to uh, St. Clair. Not a boy. So oh, okay. Really venturing out of your. All right. Any zone. last any last words, Richard, before you leave? No, I don't have any good words at all. So. All right. Just no hot takes. Peace out. Austin and I will carry the rest of this. Um, thank God, because we won't have any senators talk for the rest of the podcast. So uh, let's talk just talk about, about the Vancouver Canucks. Like no. Oh, let's not. That, well, Brock yeah, Besser. They're went in down trouble there, now. Yeah. No Horvat or Bre- Besser. And Vertanen. Vertanen. Sorry. I butcher his name every single time. <laughs> every time. Vertanen. Uh Yak Vertanen. Uh he he was high stake yesterday, but he stayed in the yeah. game. So I mean they're they're expecting a lot of him. But anyhow. All right. This is so Yes. All right. What's what is the solution for the Leafs right now? Oh other boy. than trying to get Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back in the lineup and find some sort of sports science. Fix Austin Matthews' head, allegedly, which is interesting. Okay, are we? Are you thinking is a concussion? I mean, they, we didn't even get an upper body or lower body, so I would assume that's the issue. I mean, it's hard to think otherwise. It sounded like from the tweets this morning that he was out on the ice and then left very, very quickly after he got on the ice with his teammates and then was skating by himself. Yeah. Or, think, or he I was skating he, by himself and he left very quickly. I think it's encouraging that he's skating. Yep, absolutely. Um, I, I think the other encouraging part, people were saying, oh, it's a concussion, it's a concussion, but a guy with a concussion is not going to go on a flight. I can't remember who. Did, my, did he travel? He traveled with oh, the team. Okay. He just never skated. Uh, I, I don't remember who, who said that, though. Uh, somebody had mentioned that. About uh, getting on the flight. About getting on the flight. Yeah. Somebody had mentioned, like, a guy with a concussion. Why Doctors would not want a player like that on a flight. As long as he's got sunglasses, he's fine. Yeah. Well, it's not even that. It's the pressure, right? <laughs> Richard just like <laughs> Richard just got his mic off, but he's still giving hot takes. Um, <laughs> Richard thinks he's dead. <laughs> that's, that's not funny. There's Richard. a pretty good article that uh, – you saw the article from The Athletic today about him making um, – like very quiet visits to sick kids every month. Wow! So you say he's not dead, and you say sick kids. He's at sick kids. He goes to sick kids. I don't. Kids I don't know. It was. Um, I was gonna say, are you trying to get somewhere else, and that he's got some sort of? Uh, he does not. Condition? No. Um, no, that's the only Matthews news I've heard today. Is Scott Wheeler and James Myrtle were uh, tweeting out a thing the Athletic did on Austin Matthews, 
uh, it hasn't been in the media, but he's he goes and visits the sick kids hospital and visits with the children every every month at least. Actually, there was a during that. Uh, Your that, mic's not on. <laughs> during that uh, documentary. Uh, no, like this is what like they all know Matthews there, right? And yep. uh, there was this one. T- I don't remember what the test is called, but I believe they included it in both the documentary and the um, athletic piece. It's yeah. this tube that like you blow into right and um the kids don't like doing it but like they have to right and they so matthew said that he would you know like go and test it out just so yeah. they could take a picture and put it beside the tube and say hey look matthews yeah. did it like with the, right that's nice like that's the type of guy he seems like we don't know these athletes up personally but like just i think that's i think that's one thing you kind of wish yeah. Football, I, one thing I will say about the NFL is they do allow media to kind of get more of a personal insight on some of these players. Well, they Or it's things the, that they are kind of like personal to. Before the road trip, the Leafs did their annual team yeah. trip to sick kids. But this was expanding on it saying Austin Matthews is there every month. Wow. And he even, yeah. uh, I believe there was an excerpt in it that said he visits with kids from other wards. So they go and visit. Um, I don't know what ward they go. I'm gonna assume intensive treatment or something like. They probably have care. the cancer ward. and yeah. all those ones. Uh, but nurses ask them to come and visit these individual kids that are down, Matthews, and he never he never says no to it. No. And it's like, how do you? I mean, you want to bring up this conversation again? How do you not make this guy the captain after the story comes out? Like he's 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 not only doing this just because it gets him media. It gets him no media. Nobody knew about it until the story came out. Yeah, that, that he's visiting. I mean, and to take time out. I mean, that's that's a great thing to do. Well, I mean, yeah, I, but at the same time, I don't think he's going to do it. Bye, Richard. Richard just does not want to go to Brampton right now. I can see it in his face. Safe travels, friend. All right. Richard is now Thank gone. God, that guy's gone. <laughs> oh, he came back. I love you. <laughs> he heard that. He said that. He closed the door way too loud. Uh, We're trying to podcast, God damn it. Yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely a case for him to be captain. Just like I, I think it was on well on on the website, there was a nice article about whether um, why the Sabers have not named Jack Eichel the captain in Buffalo. Yes. Because I mean, because he, he smashes his stick against the glass during every practice. I would love if my captain did that. <laughs> that's that's what the captain. I <laughs> love if he wasn't a complete robot. Yeah, that too. That's okay. Uh, yeah, I, I think great you dressed, have to great dressed robot. I'll you give have that. to do it eventually, though, because. Yep. If if and when the Leafs do make it to the Cup Finals, the captain is the one that goes. I mean, whether he wants or not, get the cup from Gary Bettman. I don't think he has any problems with Gary personally. No, he I kept think, his childhood I think, team in Arizona I mean, for his I mean, look, life. Gary Bettman sees uh, Matthews as the prodigy child to the Arizona projects. That's what I'm calling yep. it. Um, if it wasn't for me, Austin Matthews would not be in this league. Gary Bettman. Takes full credit for Austin it's Matthews. Not, it's, not, it's not like Matthews left the States to go and play hockey in Europe. <laughs> Mr. Batman. Just remember that one. Um, Mark, Mark Crawford made him the man he is today. Yep. And now Matthews is trashing on the Senators every time he plays them. <laughs> yeah, he does. Shout out to Mark Crawford, who was apparently next in line if Guy Boucher was possibly getting fired after the Sens run. And I'm sorry we're going back to the Sens, but yeah. shout, out, shout out to well, that guy. Hey, he's let's really not forget, the Leafs were how close to be having Guy Boucher as their coach. Mike Babcock's sure playing a Guy Boucher style of hockey right now. <laughs> he kind of is, isn't he? Yep. Very boring, want... dump and chase. As I said before, he slowed down one of the quickest offenses in the league. Is it more of 
the team is just just is it Babcock's system or is Babcock telling them look we we don't, we're not going to be able to score as much you guys I, have to kind of I think it's a product of a byproduct of Matthews being out that Babcock sort of said hey let's You know what's the annoying part of all, about that how many times have people given the Edmonton Oilers grief of what the team would look like if Connor McDavid wasn't there and now the Leafs are going through that exact thing right now. Yep. I mean, I don't I haven't. I usually don't follow Edmonton Oilers fans on Twitter, but I doubt. I wonder. I, if I did not has. follow any Oilers fans on Twitter when McDavid went down in 2015. So it's kind of hard to. I would assume the panic was kind of quantified by the Oilers uh, faithful, because I mean, you see your best player go down, and then you go, "Oh no, what do we do?" That's what Leaf fans are going through right now with Matthews, especially since he played all 82 games last year. This is uncharted territory for Leaf fans that they don't see Matthews. And it's kind of – you see it every day when, when somebody, say, Kristen Shilton or Mark Masters or Paul Hendrick announces that Matthews isn't in the lineup. You see this outcry of like, oh, God, he's not here. What's going to happen? And it's like – it's sort of like an office burning – building on fire. Well – Sorry, Richard's going to be coming to get his memory card because he <laughs> forgot it. We can't get rid of him. But this is where – I think I think this is where Babcock was trying to slow down the hype around this Leafs team when people were like, oh, is this team like the one you had in Detroit? The one he had in Detroit had Henrik Zetterberg 1, Pavel Dasiuk at 2. Nicholas Lidstrom 3. And Nicholas for, Lidstrom for a good on, chunk the black, of it. on the blue. I'm talking about – I meant by down the like, middle. end of the – Oh, sorry, down the middle. Yeah, yeah, and they also, I mean, Darren Helm before he signed that new deal was had a very good season. Yeah, so and they had um, the Leafs are not there. like at the same time people keep giving the Leafs grief, but the Leafs have their top three players at the age of twenty or younger. It's pretty okay. And then people will say, "Oh, well, Nylander's ten- twenty-one, but okay, he's twenty-one. Marner's nineteen. He acts like a nine, like a sixteen-year-old though." <laughs> If if you ever watch any of those Lee's oh, yeah. Blueprint videos. Oh, my gosh. Um, but He's a child at heart, and that's why we love him. Well, yeah, the way he, t- he bites on his uh, jersey. I love those, the, the gifts on, like, for 25 cents you could feed this child. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was probably the jersey. best one. But, um, <laughs> hey, friend. Here comes Richard to come get here his memory card. Richard. Here comes Richard. Here comes Richard. Back into the Isn't radio the one? room. Sorry, we had to take a little break there because Richard uh, needed to grab his memory card, or apparently not just his memory rude. card. Just rude. Just comes back just in. Absolutely rude. Uh, we were talking about th- how young this team is, <laughs> and I always, I always say the, the one thing about a team like Pittsburgh, a team like Tampa, is you have the core. I mean, Kucherov is younger, but they're not young like the Leafs. Young, they're a mature group. They're a group that's built chemistry. I think the chemistry is still – you see how much Backhawk has changed the lines. You see how much they've moved move pieces around. Yep. That's a team that hasn't built chemistry the way I think yeah, teams yeah. like Tampa have. Okay, yeah, they talked about the whole Kadri-Komarov, like the bro thing they have going on. But I, I think it's it's going to take some time yep. for the – because, look, at the end of the of at the end of the season, we could be seeing a totally new forwards group if Bozak's I think we not will. here. But I mean, those forwards will have some chemistry. Kapanen and Nylander, they're good, really good friends off yeah. the ice. I mean, I think it's really hard to try to 
sell it to people that Capin does not des- like. That's that's probably the, where the frustrating sell. part is trying to sell people that not having Capin in the lineup is. It's so not the right move. He's so he's ready. He, he doesn't exactly. I mean, he has one one point in twenty four okay, career yeah, games. But he's but. not a guy that's gonna throw up like. 60 to 70 points a year. No, he's like a 40 to 50 guy. Why was he playing? He was playing the fourth line. You're not going to get that. But Even with the Marlies, he wasn't doing that, though. Sheldon Keefe's put him in a very, very good position for his NHL career. Because he has. with the Marlies, he was not only a first power play guy. He was not only their top scorer. He was playing their first or second power play unit every night. Or penalty kill, excuse me. Yeah. So he, he's got that speed. He's You know he's got the talent. He was a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. And he's shown that he has the talent. Uh, the speed is the biggest thing for me that he is. Yeah, he just blows by he, guys. A guy like that can change the complexion of a game where other just teams, with speed. especially late in the games where teams are kind of dra- like players are dragging yeah. their feet. He Babcock even said on the second half of the back to back, it made sense to have Kapanen in because he can blow by people. Yeah. The other problem is why would you take Josh Levo out <laughs> when he hasn't played that much either? I mean, it didn't make sense. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because. I mean, if you want to speculate on who's going to be on the Leafs next year, what is it? I think it's going to be Kapanen. I think Bozak, JVR, and Kamarov are all gone. I think it makes sense for them to not be here next season. Just I based think JVR on... is the like the only one that's likely to be back. The other two, I think, are gone. If you can, uh, if you again, can get them, that six mil range, you're not bringing them back. But if you can get them at a good price, yeah. Well, now because people were worried about JVR bringing JVR back and the way you're going to pay Nylander and Marner. They ain't getting those eight-year deals, unfortunately. Um, and I mean, Carl Grundstrom looks like he's ready to come over, but now he's uh, dealing with an injury in that Sweden. Knee injury, I think. Is he kind of gave? Uh, it it slowed down the hype train. For it sure. did. It definitely did. Because the team he's playing for in Flunder right now is unbelievable. He's playing with Rasmus Dahlin. He's playing with. Um, he's not playing on a line with, but he's on the same team as Leah yeah. Anderson, the eleventh pick in last year's draft. Yeah. I mean, that team is stacked. Yeah. Exactly. So. I think it wouldn't hurt if he stayed back if he's not. He has to have, like, the best camp. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but, that's, but that's also why Kapanen wasn't with the team. That's why Dermot wasn't with the team. Yep. They didn't have the camp that people expected. Yep. That's why That's why Mira Altonen stuck around so long, and he has a chance next year. You don't know. Dominic Moore's only got a one-year deal, so. I think Mira Altonen. He's probably the fourth-line center next Frederick year. Frederick Oche, they're going to fight out for that fourth-line center. I forgot about the GOAT. Forgot about the camp. Oh. How do you forget about the biggest... Uh, the fourth line center of the future? I don't know. There's something about him that just makes me forget about him. Maybe it's that Dave Known has completely crushed our dreams in this post draft interview about Frederick Gautier. I love yeah. Goat though. I mean Um Yeah, I, I think the only the only message right now I guess that the Leafs can try to to share to this fan base is patience. I I I, I somebody had told me that, you know, the Leafs kinda you don't want to say you're going for it, but when you sign Patrick Marlowe to that deal, you bring in a guy like Ron Hainsey. You're not you're not in the middle of the pack team. No. That's not your expectation. That's not your expectations. And I think that's where people that's where the, the yeah, expectations should be getting higher each year. And that's why when the Leafs are not doing well, it's not just like, Oh, it's just a rough patch, they'll get through it. No, like you this is not something that is gonna be tolerated. I mean it does, Babcock doesn't seem worried. He's made it clear that he's not worried. I guess that's the good part is some coaches would just get so frustrated. Well, as long as the team doesn't give up five goals against a game, Babcock will be happy with any yeah. game. I mean, they haven't that's had That's why they're playing so yet. boring is because Babcock wants to limit offensive chances for the other team. But then also limiting his own. It all, yeah. 
the it's, fact that they don't have a game breaker like Matthews in there. I mean, I, I think it's just going to be a case of look. I mean, you're not going to be the you need to you need you're to not going to score line. five goals a game with you, Ma- without Matthews. No, but you also need to maximize your offense with Matthews not in the lineup. Yeah, and they're not doing that with well, Neilander. Other guys with have to step. I mean, look, yep. one guy's not going to do it. One guy, as you said, one guy can't replace Matthews, but you do it by committee. No, you. I think you give Nylander a shot at center. I don't think Patrick Marlowe is best utilized on the wing, especially with how he's skating right yeah. now. He's been great. I think, yeah. I think you need to have Patrick Marlowe. You can't have Patrick. a 38-year-old Patrick Marlowe playing center because he's just going to get worn down. And people always say, well, other older guys play center, but what he's being asked to do is a lot different than what you're asking a guy like Dominic Moore or Tyler Bozak to do. Yep. So I think, yeah, Willie at center. What would be your ideal lines for this Carolina game coming up tomorrow? Tuesday. Uh, I would have Nylander with Hyman because there's that. Yep. I would personally like to see a line of Nylander, Hyman, and Kapanen. And then the, uh, the second line, I would like to see like a, a Marlowe, Kadri, Levo line. See, I'd, I'd like to see Marlowe and Marner together. Well, but that also minimizes also JVR like, and Bozak. That's what, they, that's what makes that line run. All right, can you put Levo with JVR and Bozak? No. You need a guy. Levo to and JVR are kind of similar in their skating ability, so exactly. you can't risk that. And then yes, and then the fourth line is Moore, Martin, and then Komarov. I think Komarov has to play fourth line at this point. I think Komarov has to get to that. I think it may get to that point. It's just Babcock. We'd has like to it to get to that point where Babcock says, "Hey, you got to play fourth line," but not, I don't think it will. And considering how much he plays on the penalty kill, you want to make sure he's fresh. If you want to play him on a power play, if the Leafs are having a trouble, having trouble getting quality chances, if you want to have a guy set up shop in front of the net, fine. But Komarov, I don't think is the ideal one to do it. I, I think it starts with trying to. How do you, how do you not have Kapanen on that power play in the last game against Detroit? Komarov played three minutes. You could have yeah. easily put Kapanen out there. You could have that. What he's on the first power play unit, right? Uh, Komarov, I mean. No, I think it's the second one. Wait, because he's the net front presence on the first, and then JVR is on the second. I was going to say, is it, which one is Connor Brown on? Is he on the first? Connor or Brown's on the first. I think it's him and Komarov. Again, with... he's another guy that's playing a little bit too much as well. Yeah, he's a. I mean, he's not. But again, that's Connor... why that first line isn't doing well. Is because you're who's well, who's centering the first line right now? Well, okay, Marlowe. But with... it was Nylander with Hyman and Brown. My problem with that is then you're that's a lot to put on Nylander. Yep. Connor Brown you is you don't have to focus your offense because Connor Brown hasn't been producing at the clip he was last season. No, and I I said twenty goals that was nice, but I thought he was a fifteen goal guy max. Yeah, and you're happy with that. You're very especially happy. with what he's making. Twenty goals was like wow, where did this kid come from? Yep, sixth rounder. Well, you're not expecting that at all. No, you'd be happy with ten honestly as a sixth rounder. Exactly. So. I, I think the lines that I said, so I think the big change would be having Kapanen with – did I even put Brown in the in the lineup? Did I, per, I, I put Brown on a third. I just realized I think I completely scratched Connor Brown right there. I definitely just, did. Just write him off. Okay, he's, so what I would done do, in this league. Okay, so the change I would do is that Brown would be with Marlowe and Kadri because there's, there's some chemistry with Kadri and Brown. Mm-hmm. And then you would have – I mean, Marner, JVR, and Bozak are pretty or much Or you would put Brown with, if you wanted to give Marner that chance with Kadri and Marlowe, you put Brown with JVR and Bozak, and then Komarov. But that means Levo's out. That's fine. 
I, I, I was there most of the season. That doesn't, that's that's not a, time, that's a non-factor. No offense, Josh Levo, but I mean, we're used to not having you in the lineup. Casper Cas- so. is the shinier thing, unfortunately, Josh Levo. Yeah, and we would like to see him in the lineup because of. The I, I think run and... I think you know it could get to the point where you're saying, look, Josh. Okay, if they're set on him playing next season, keep him. But if it's going to be like this again, he... get rid of him. Trade him. Wait, he's too good of a player to sit in the press box every game. He is. I mean, he's not hes not a 60-goal guy. We're not no, saying he's we're not a saying... world beater, but he's he... not bad enough to be warranting a seat in the press box every game. No. The, the wrong – I think – I think I just hate the way the tone has changed from being we're a team that has a lot of rookies. We're going to give the rookies their chance. That was the first season of Babcock. Second season, that was nope. okay. Well, second season was a mix. Well, yeah, yeah. No, I'm the talking first, about this, this season. season. Nope. <laughs> I, I don't understand why the narrative Komarov, 19 games. Much. Polak, 19 out there. Game. Polak was out there for three straight shifts. What was it? The Flyers game. Three. He he, he didn't come off the ice because it was a defensive shift. I was going to say, did he, did he try He's to come off He's too slow to make pin? it to the bench. So he was with, I'm pretty sure it was Riley, Gardner. It was like Gardner, Zaitsev, and... Hainsey or something if, along those If you want to see like, whether or not Col- Roman Polak is able to stay in this lineup, we'll see how he does. Because if oh, there's one player that's going to get a bump on the penalty, well, penalty no, Polak's kill, still with Borgman. But penalty kill wise, because oh, yeah. that's where Zaitsev played the most of his time. Oh, no, I didn't even think of that. And hey, Martin Marincin, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your press box day, pal. It, Actually, he might get into a game. Might, I'm gonna There's say, some more back-to-backs, he, right? He, they got a back-to-back between oh. Columbus and Carolina. Oh. No, might, I'm, sh- I'm shuddering. Nobody can see it, but that's... The return of Martin Murch. It could happen. I mean, Bob, Babcock did realize that he was not the same. That was he, bone-chilling, yeah. which just went up my spine. So, Roman Polak and Martin Murch on a third line together, I will... Oh, We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Let's um, <laughs> no, not get I think that... that yeah. So the Leafs play. I haven't even really looked at the Leafs. I mean, I know they played the uh, two p.m. Hurricanes Toronto Arenas jersey is going to be fun. Well, that'll be fun. I, I think so. And then they play the Hurricanes the next. Who, who day. doesn't love a Tuesday afternoon hockey game? That was weird. <laughs> right? I mean, I just, okay, yeah, I understand why they're doing because of the whole. Uh, that's when they started, but Tuesday and against Carolina, <laughs> you couldn't Carolina. have you couldn't have figured out a better matchup there. Also, like last season when the Leafs were going into the playoffs, like they usually always end against the Sens or the Bruins or the Habs. They played Columbus to end the season last year. <laughs> like the NHL really doesn't have the Leafs a firm grasp on the Leafs' no, and no rivalries and when they need to play those no rivals. No Leafs on a Saturday night was a little disheartening. The Leafs, um, what was I looking at the schedule? They don't play Buffalo until March. Well, they did play them once. No, they haven't played them yet. Oh, Buffalo. Buffalo, sorry. the Sabres. They haven't. They play they, two in March. They play them three times. No, three times in March. And then another time hey, in April. At the end of the season, if the Leafs are gonna need some points, they play them three times in four weeks. Hey, with the way Buffalo's playing, you take that. Yep. Um, yeah. So the next and game, without, can... I mean, they'll have they won't be having a band. And I'm surprised. Usually on Boxing Day they play the Rangers. That was usually yep. a, not this year. They're doing so. The Hurricanes on the Tuesday afternoon I'll, game. I'll be watching the World Juniors. Columbus Blue Jackets. Then you got the Rangers on the Saturday. You have the Coyotes mm-hmm. on the road against the Coyotes. Avalanche, so it's like that east, that western tour between the Coyotes, the Avalanche, and the Golden Knights on New Year's Eve. Woo! Um, In Vegas. We will rip to that game. So I will we'll, not watch that. That is going to be a gong show and a half. Uh, 
I'm New, gonna be, I'm New gonna be Year's on a, Eve in Las Vegas. I'm gonna be on a ship, so. Whew. Um. So will the Leafs. Yeah. They'll be out to they'll be out to lunch no, or dinner that game. Well, it's an afternoon game, so. So out to lunch. Three thirty, and then there's expect to fly back to Toronto that night, possibly. Yeah. I don't know. Um. They gotta we stay overnight. So, so in terms of podcasting schedule, we're gonna try to do one next week. And we're trying to get some guests in. We're gonna try to get some guests in, Ooh. and after that, I'm on vacation. So whether or not we will, maybe I can try and get a guest in or two. Awesome, make may carry the mantle while I'm gone with Richard. We'll see. That's a lot of a lot of pressure. But uh, if not, then we'll enjoy our time off. Since this will be the last show until Chris until after Christmas, want to wish you all a Merry Christmas. And just in case we don't talk to you until the New Year, have a Happy New Year. And it's been fun. Yeah, make sure you keep. uh, We're trying our. We have a lot of new leaf stuff on the site. We, <laughs> we have we are we have a lot of great ideas coming up. Hey, I mean, I will say there's not many sites that are giving the Toronto Rock love like Austin Owens is right now. So very very committed. That was a great time on Saturday. Oh, the they result got was... absolutely run though. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, the result wasn't great. But... I don't remember half the game because I was just I I was tweeting half the time and the Saskatchewan was just scoring as much as I was tweeting. Oh. Unfortunate. Yeah. So make sure you follow Tip of the Tower on Blog Talk Radio. Just search Tip of the Tower and subscribe to the channel. Can download this podcast on iTunes and on other podcast apps. Make sure you check us out on Twitter and Facebook. Just search Tip of the Tower and you'll find it there. Make sure you follow Austin on Twitter underscore Austin Owens. You can follow Richard at Arlie Sam and myself D underscore Morsuti two S's two T's. Very important. Um. Yeah, and we want to thank you for listening. If you have any suggestions on things you want us to vent about that maybe you or want to vent about, we can uh, definitely do that for you. I've been saving my yelling, so. If you have a suggestion on a guest, depending on where they work, we can try to arrange a guest to come in. Uh, so if you'd like somebody from Sportsnet, we might be able to arrange. Sportsnet would be our preferred. Our avenue. <laughs> but, I mean, the power of email, we can always reach out. Yeah, but we can we can try to get a guest. There's... One thing I always like to do on podcasts is try to get a guest in who knows way more than we do. So and there are a lot of people out there that know way more. Than we <laughs> there do. are definitely, uh, and the one next, hopefully, I get for next week will definitely have a lot to say. All right, I'll Stay leave tuned. that as a secret. Stay tuned.